Hello, Future Ghosts. My name is Chrissy Anderson. I'm a wife, mother, true crime lover, and former death investigator. I have and always will be true crime obsessed. Over the last few years, I've listened to and thoroughly enjoyed the gamut of true crime podcasts out there. Then one day it dawned on me. Wait a minute. I have so many stories to share. Why don't I start a podcast? So here I am, bringing you some of the most morbid, fascinating, and mind-blowing cases in my career with a sprinkling of death investigation education. I'm lifting the crime scene tape for you. Welcome to The Dead Scene. Hello and welcome to the first official episode of The Dead Scene. I'm your host, Chrissy Anderson, and today I just wanted to first off apologize because this is my first recording of a podcast, so I'm going to try my best not to make background noise and to sound like I'm fumbling over my words, but I want to thank you all for joining me and um, let you know that today we're going to be talking about basically how I got to become a death investigator. Um, when I tell people what I used to do, I get one of two reactions. I get the, oh my God, that is so awesome. I want to hear all about it. What is your coolest and strangest case? Or I get the second reaction where they give me a weird look and do the whole clutching the pearls uh, reaction and look at me with the, oh, you used to do that. And then followed by a, how in the world did you get involved in that? And there's a lot of people out there who are wondering um, how to get involved in forensic science, uh, have a love and passion for it. And I think maybe sharing my story of how I got to where I was maybe will help others to find their path as well. It was all a little cliche, actually. I remember in 1996, I'm aging myself here, when I was in my later teens, when the Forensic Files came out on Court TV, and I spent many a night watching episode after episode of the Forensic Files, and just really kind of forming a passion for forensic science. I had no idea what forensic science was before this. It was not as mainstream as it is today. And of course, we didn't have any streaming services back then in the ancient times of the late 90s. So to catch some form of true crime on television was, you know, rare. And when Court TV came out and that show came out, I was like, wow, I did not know this existed. And I couldn't get enough of it. I always loved science in high school my favorite class was my senior science class at New Iberia Senior High. Shout out to Mr. David Mushmack. He, he really sparked my love for anatomy and physiology in that class. And we got to dissect a lot of things to see how things worked in various animals. Um, not trying to set uh, Dahmer vibes here. If you have watched that documentary, I was not taking things home and dissecting them. Thank you. In my 12th grade science class, we were actually able to dissect a sheep eye. I believe that's what it was. I'm not 100% sure what animal it did come from, but we did get to dissect an eyeball. We also dissected a sheep heart and a cat. I know that's very sad. 
Um, but you know what? I learned so much by doing that. That's the first time I realized an eyeball um, had liquid in it and it wasn't very solid as what I thought it was. And then the heart was just such an intricate, amazing vessel that had so many muscles and little intertwining muscular connections that caused it to beat. Just very interesting to me and I really wanted to learn all I could about anatomy and physiology. Just being able to be presented with things to dissect and see how certain parts of the body would work together to form eyesight or how the heart looked to pump blood. It was just really interesting and really sparked my interest in anatomy and physiology as well. Then it was time for me to go to college. So I knew I wanted to major in some form of science. Wasn't really sure what direction I wanted to go into, but I enrolled at the University of Louisiana and majored in biology with a minor in chemistry and kind of was drifting along in pre-med and knew I did not want to be a doctor or a nurse because I had no interest in trying to care for people who were hurting. That freaked me out. Um, bleeding people freaked me out. I know that's like weird because I became a death investigator, but I didn't really want to work with the living. Wasn't my thing. Didn't want to try to save anybody's life. And then another whole cliche thing was when the show CSI or Crime Scene Investigation came out in 2000. That kind of opened my eyes to forensic science in a whole new level of death investigation and it all looks so cool and pretty and they get to work in these cool labs and get to investigate death scenes. So it really it was like, oh, wow, I want to do that. While I was getting my bachelor's degree, I was uh, informed about a internship possibility at the local parish coroner's office. We do have parishes in Louisiana, not counties like the rest of the states. Louisiana is a little weird, but um, at the local Lafayette Parish Coroner's office. So I decided to give that a shot. I applied for the internship and they welcomed me in. Um, my first day there, I was able to witness an autopsy of a homicide victim. The only dead body I had ever seen before that was in a funeral home. So I was a little taken aback by the whole situation and scene and, and just what was happening and trying to process that. Um, but like I said, the first time I'd ever seen a dead body outside of a funeral home was here. And it kind of freaked me out. I hugged the wall for a minute, not knowing what to expect and not just being kind of uncomfortable around a dead body. Once I saw the whole process of how things were going and everyone interacting together, I more comfortable with the situation and it was just amazing to see all of this. It was so intriguing to watch how law enforcement and crime scene techs and the death investigators and the forensic pathologists all worked together to collect evidence prior to the autopsy to make sure that this man's killer would hopefully one day be brought to justice. After collecting evidence prior to the autopsy, they began the autopsy and I was fascinated. I was just amazed at what the inside of a human body looked like and how it was pieced together to work so flawlessly, usually, unless there's disease processes involved. But it was fascinating to see the placement of organs and how they worked together. And 
what things could happen to cause the end of life. I was able to gain so much knowledge during that internship, not just of with autopsies and anatomy and physiology, but crime scene and death scene investigation. In the many months that I was doing my internship at the coroner's office, I was able to go on ride-alongs and attend death scenes, and that's where I really just knew I wanted to do this. The whole process of getting the phone call, having to determine if it was a coroner's case or not, and then going out to the scene and processing it, taking pictures, collecting evidence, whatever was necessary was just what I wanted to do. I really wanted to get my foot in the door somewhere and become some type of death investigator. After I graduated college, the coroner's office had a position open up in the administrative section. So I jumped at it because, you know, any experience is better than no experience, even though I did not want to be an administrator. But I worked there for a few months and after pushing papers and not being able to do what I really wanted to do, I decided that I just uh, need to go back to school to get a degree and maybe um, find a career path uh, somewhere else in forensic science. So like I said, back then it wasn't that mainstream. It was really difficult to find any degree program in forensic science. There were a few out there at different colleges, but they were extremely hard to get into. Um, I applied to a few schools that only accepted like 15 people a year out of the 200 applicants. And of course I did not get into the other two schools that I applied for, but then I found Florida State University and they were actually offering um, forensics classes, but also a new certification program in underwater crime scene investigation, which was interesting. I'd never heard of that before. Um, only heard of on land crime scene investigation. So they were providing education on how to process crime scenes that were basically underwater. Examples would be like a plane crash or um, one of the things that the school helped process was the space shuttle crash that happened in near the area of Toledo Bend, Louisiana. They helped recover material and pieces of the shuttle from there you know if a criminal were to throw out a weapon in a body of water like a river or lake they would also help process those scenes so that piqued my interest it was something a little different than just a regular you know forensics education or crime scene investigation education so I was accepted into the program and went to Florida State and enrolled with a major in criminology and did the underwater crime scene program as well. Uh, it was very interesting. I did learn to dive in some nice, warm, clear ocean water um, there in Panama City. And um, then they would put us to the test and set up crime scenes in some pretty unnerving places, like diving in the middle of the night under a large bridge in a bay in complete darkness in the winter. That was not fun to me. Um, I also got to wade through a swamp to look for an actual human head that was disposed of by a person who killed his girlfriend and then decided to decapitate her and threw the head somewhere, which I don't think has ever been found yet, but I may be wrong, could have been found. We did not find it that day for sure. After a few of those interesting training sessions, I decided that underwater crime scene investigation was probably not for me and I was going to stick to on-land scenes. So around the time of my impending graduation with my master's degree, I got a call from one of the death investigators that I used to work with in Lafayette, Louisiana. And he told me that the forensic pathologist 
that was working in Lafayette, Louisiana, was now working in the Panhandle of Florida. And that's exactly where I was. Um, and he was looking for death investigators to join the District 1 Medical Examiner's Office. So, of course, I jumped at the opportunity and immediately put in my application. I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't think that I was going to get the job. I mean, it was too good to be true. I wouldn't have to move very far. And it was in the beautiful area of the northern Florida in the Panhandle. Um, so went to put in my application after a few weeks. I did get a phone call for an interview and I was able to meet the chief medical examiner and the chief investigator there in District 1 of Florida in Pensacola in October of 2004 and I left crossing my fingers that I would get the job. Two weeks later I got a phone call, was offered the job and that was a life-changing moment in my life. Um, I'm pretty sure that after I got that phone call and accepted the job I did a happy dance for probably about 10 minutes after that and then called my mother and father and everyone that I knew that I was going to be a death investigator and let them know I was going to be a death investigator which you know to some reactions were like I said in the beginning like oh that's amazing and oh you sure you want to do this so I was so excited to start my journey in this career path. I was 24, graduating with my master's degree and beginning a career as a death investigator. I was able to work um, within four counties in Florida, which were Escambia, Santa Rosa, Okaloosa, and Walton counties. We had to investigate any deaths that fell under a medical examiner's jurisdiction within those counties. And I will go over in later episodes what exactly that means because some people have a lot of misconceptions about what a medical examiner or coroner's case actually is. Um, not every single death is investigated by the medical examiner. It's only those that fall into certain categories, which we will go over in the future. I never imagined where that career path would take me and the experiences that I was able to experience. It was eye-opening. It was fun. Some instances and experiences were scary. Some were disgusting. Um, there were a lot of times where it was very stressful, uh, very weird, um, but I definitely wouldn't trade it for the world. I met some of the most amazing co-workers and some pretty weird ones as well. Jeff, I'm looking at you. But it all shaped me for the better. I was able to work there and now I'm going to share some of those crazy and wild experiences with you guys. So in future episodes, I'm going to go over case files that I've acquired um, over the decade I worked there. I'm also going to talk about some myths about forensic science that some people believe just you know, because of what they've seen on TV, which can be referred to sometimes as a CSI effect. So I have a lot of things to talk to you guys about, and I'm excited to share this with you. And now you know where it all started for me. I hope you enjoyed listening to my journey as becoming a death investigator. I can't wait to share more stories with you all. I'm looking so forward to this and just kind of speaking on what's on my mind about what I've seen and done sharing those stories with you guys until the next time my future goes you be safe and stay alive talk to you soon bye bye
Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.